Morning, Miss Evelyn. Good morning, Joe B. How are you today? I'm excellent. And you? I'm better than excellent. I really oh. feel good in several departments. Oh, uh, excellent. Excellent. <laughs> uh, it's well into the year before long. It'll be uh, April Fool's Day, and mm. then we'll slide along in summer and in the fall, and it'll be Christmas again. I know. Time flies, doesn't it? Mm. I meant we're approaching the middle of January. How do you grade this past holiday season with all the other holiday seasons you've had? Uh, super convoluted. <laughs> uh, exciting and fun, but I meant just packed. Like, But I think that's just almost the world today. There's no time that you kind of just sit back and enjoy anything. There's always... Uh, preparation for the next thing or, you know, maybe it's the world's fault. Maybe it's our fault that we just don't take the time to say, hey, today is going to be a long, nice, quiet day. You know, you uh, remember a lot of things that your parents say to you, especially wise things. I remember my father saying whenever I was in probably my 30s or 40s, he said, don't get too hurried that you pass up the good times. Oh, yes, that's it. That's exactly what I mean. Um, yeah, it's just uh, everything just goes so fast. Maybe it's something to do with our age, you think? I always thought people said when they got older that time just kind of drug. But we're the opposite. But then I think we're a lot busier. I would say a tremendous amount busier than most people our age. I had a friend who told me that when you retire, the days are very slow, but the years come very fast. But everything's going fast for me. Mm -hmm. You look at all of our grandchildren and the ages that they are, and I mean all of them, and I meant from grandchildren in their 30s down to grandchildren, you know, in single digits. Um, they're all just growing and getting older so fast by leaps and bounds. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I wanted to slow down just a little bit because I'm getting a lot older by leaps and bounds, it seems like. And um, I don't want to miss any of these times with uh, grandkids, kids, uh, people I know and love. Every once in a while, your body screams out, what the? Mm. <laughs> what are you doing to me? I had an opportunity to visit with uh, our youngest child, Samantha Jo, huh. and had a chance to talk to her about what her meaning was in our life at this age. And then I got to thinking about life in general, and I told her, I said, you know, the only thing I personally need to be relevant and I think mm -hmm. the term relevant is very, very important to me all my life because I remember when I was working at WFRX, I had the greatest job in the world there doing play-by-play -play and selling and have, having uh, great hours and great salary. But I left because I didn't feel, feel uh, relevant. If Art would have come in and said, I want you to determine the programming for next month or help us with... Uh, the decisions on da-da-da-da, uh, I 
probably would still be a WFRX, but I felt irrelevant. It sounds like a very fancy word, irrelevant. Um, I never got past just saying um, needed. Mm-hmm. The same. Yeah, but yours sounds so much better than mine. Well, uh, it's taken me 82 years to <laughs> understand it. I know. Um, oh, I think um, uh, being needed is is my, um, and, and fulfilling that need mm-hmm. is my love language. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's a very big one with me. Um, and I see now at my age uh, how it was uh, also where I got it. I got it from my mom and dad, and um, they they needed to be needed too. Mm-hmm. I realize in their older age, and uh, I think we forget that. You know, we think that we should shelter them and protect them from having to do anything or to be needed in in a physical way, <clears throat> but uh, that's wrong. Well, it's awfully easy for your for our children to look at us and say, uh, you know, what do you know about anything? Uh, you know, you go ahead in the house and get your rocking chair and watch television, and uh, it would be awfully easy for them to do that. But I think we have a relevance with every child that we have. I know uh, I interact with Stephen Joe often, and anytime he has any kind of question. Uh, dealing with the uh, profession that he and I shared. Uh, We're back and forth with each other. And just yesterday, Jonathan and I were swapping jokes and stories from dry bar comedy. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, Kimberly, of course, is uh, very, very relevant in our life, and we and hers. And uh, you've got a tremendous relationship with Kelly and Chelsea. So um, the relevance, uh, I think, goes both ways. All of them seem to me to feel that we are somewhat relevant in their lives. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, um, we have been the kind of parents and grandparents that is not conducive to old life. Because I think all of our children, and I think our, our grandchildren too, uh, don't think of us as the age that we are, and they expect us to be able to do anything that they Demand. ask us to do. Yes, um, and 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 not just demand. They just. I think we screwed up someplace. <laughs> I I think that we tried so hard to be what our children expected of us and wanted of us. And we tried to do that. And I think we did it very well to the point to that it's just a common thing now for them to expect us not to get tired, Mm -hmm. not to be able to do anything. And uh, sometimes that's very gratifying for me to think that. And then at other times, it's uh, like, hey, on a bad day, it's, hey, you know, uh, I'm not that person anymore. Um, But then the crazy part about that is 
why even go there? Because I want to be that person. Yeah. So and you go and you go be that person. And and I go be that person and then I crawl home <laughs> on all four and you know, crawl in and um you know, sit here like I have this morning and uh, I thought while well, I go, I thought I have so much to do and I have just absolutely killed three hours. And it's very hard for me to admit that I've just killed three hours. But um How much of your mother comes into that? Oh my gosh. Uh oh, a tremendous amount. But my father was the same way. My father was never idle. I mean, in the wintertime, when you would think uh, once upon a time when uh, farmers didn't have anything to do in the wintertime, now I don't, it never stops. It never stops for anybody anymore. It used to be wintertime was, you know, let's get out the crossword puzzle, not the crosswords, but the jigsaw puzzles and put them on a table. So it gives you something to do during the day and during the winter. I honestly miss that, you know, or getting up and thinking, oh, today it's going to snow, so we'll just fix some soup and it'll be a nice long day of, you know, where you're, maybe what it was is you were allowed because of the weather and because of the time of the year was, you were allowed to be a little lazy and a little laid back. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really, really miss that. I can relate to that because uh, whenever it rained on the farm and Dad wasn't in the coal mines, uh, he and Mom would get in the car and they'd go buy the staples for the week. And I would have my list of chores that my mother always left me. (laughs) And I would rush through my chores and get them all done. Then I would go down to the tin roof barn that we had and I would lay in the hay and just relax down there and listen to the rain. And I love rainstorms now. Oh, yes. I, I do, too. We were probably bored to death at that time. I guess we'd really honestly look at it. Um, the reason I meant to set up a jigsaw puzzle on a card table and take months to get it done. Um, but I don't know. I, I miss those laid-back, enjoying time. Well, see, you at a daycare center of one. <laughs> there were eight of us, yeah. so there was never a boring time, you know. Oh, no. Someone was always hurt or somebody was always happy yeah. or somebody... Or you had someone to play with. You know? Yes. Yeah, and, and ironically, my brothers were older. Kirby was uh, seven years older than me, so he was out of the mix whenever it came to play day. And uh, so I played with Carolyn, Sue, and Becky. I know how to treat you like a queen. Okie dokie. <laughs> now we'll just skip right on to <laughs> something else here. Uh, oh, yeah, because I was thinking um, when it was uh, in the wintertime and it got cold, it was going to snow or something, my mom would say, hey, I think it's time for some caramel corn. And I meant we would pop. And when I say a dishpan full, I do not mean a little Aluminum pan. I mean, something you could almost wash clothes in. <laughs> Number three wash. Oh, not quite that big. And we would pop corn for a long time, and then get the good old um, syrup and a little molasses, and mix it and make it. And then Dad would come in from outside or something, and we would sit around the kitchen table stuffing ourselves with this 
caramel corn while it was all nice and warm. You know, that was the genesis of my weight problem is because we were almost rewarded with ice cream. Ooh. Homemade ice cream or Ooh. on Saturday if we had a hard week and we all worked all week. We had our number three wash tub out in the backyard and the girls would all take their bath first and then the boys would take their bath and That's gross. Yeah, and it was it was <laughs> Carolyn gross. Sue and Becky and then it was Ken, Don, Kirby and then Ooh. I was the eighth one and you know, I was in the military before I realized water wasn't gray and slick. Jeez. <laughs> But my dad would always gather us all up and say, okay, let's go down to the double dip and get an ice cream sundae for a nickel. Oh, mine was um, Bowen's ice cream. There was one up by the old, um, by the great big concrete building by the railroad track, Mm -hmm. down there where the hotel was. And then some big, big company had a, brick building there. I think it was almost always empty as long as I lived. And then there was one down on the curve as you went out the same East Main, all the way out there as you go to the curve where the Rices used Mm -hmm. to live on the curve. There was another one out there. And mine was to go and we got, my dad and I always got banana. Mm -hmm. Banana ice cream from one dip. Uh, Bill G. Allen's electric company. Ah. And it was across from the Hudson Hotel. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a little stand there we used to go to, and uh, uh, they had <coughs> good good ice cream. Oh, delicious! The kind that left uh, you know the roof of your mouth mm-hmm. coated with cream. Mm-hmm. Oh, my stomach just jumped when I said that. Now, <laughs> and we like to uh, churn homemade ice cream. Did you guys ever do that? We did that in the summertime. Mm-hmm. A lot. We did it a lot when we have family get-togethers down at what I call Mamma and Papa's house. And that's where uh, Kelly lives now. Um, yeah, we used to. Uh, and then we used to let it sit. Mm. Uh, nowadays, we're in a hurry. We mm. want to eat it right away. But we would uh, pack it all down in ice, cover it with a great big old rug, and, and we'd have to leave it alone for a while to sit, to firm up. Yeah, the secret of what you were doing would allow the ice cream, once you dipped it from the freezer to your bowl, it wouldn't melt. No. If you packed it good and uh, let it set for a while, then it would super freeze it so that it wouldn't melt in your bowl. So. Yes, and we used to make it out of good old half and half and uh, heavy whipping cream. Mm. and Oh, my gosh. Mm. Did yes. you churn butter? Uh no, I don't remember churning butter. I know my mother probably did. My thing that I remember was that you used to could buy butter and it was white. Mm-hmm. Butter was white. Mm-hmm. And then they came out with the package of butter that had a little red dot on it. And it was my pleasure that when I got one of those out of the fridge that I got to... Work that dot around till it made the whole butter yellow. Mm-hmm. Didn't do anything for it, just changed the color. All psychological, like most food is. Yeah, crazy. Uh, did, have you ever uh, heard of blinky milk? Yes. Blinky milk? Yes. Uh, there was someone in my family that loved blinky milk, and I have to think that it was mammal. Uh, yeah, just on the verge of going bad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, we would churn butter. 
and we would have milk in a bowl. And Grandma Fanny Carney, mom's mom, uh, loved blinky milk. And she would encourage uh, mom and dad to leave a bowl of milk out until, like you said, right yeah. before it soured, and it uh, she would drink it. That's what she liked. And then also, of course, we made buttermilk, which I never did acquire a taste for buttermilk. I never acquired a taste for milk. Mm, that's ne- strange. Never did, don't ever remember drinking a glass of milk to this day. Mm-hmm. Never. And then when Kelly was born, uh, he he could not handle milk formula of any kind. I meant it would go down and come up as, you know, large curd cottage cheese. I kid you not. Mm-hmm. And so he didn't. But now he he's a crazy chocolate milk mm-hmm. drinker. Um, Chelsea didn't drink very much milk. I don't think she drinks any milk now either. And um, Sam's not a milk drinker either. Mm-mm. Oh, no, it's strange. You got to, I guess, acquire taste, just like beer or anything yeah. else. But uh, I milk two cows every morning and every night, a Guernsey and a Holstein. And uh, 5 o'clock a.m. and 5 o'clock p.m., I went down and milked. And uh, that was a staple. That was the foundation of our food supply because mom would use that milk to make biscuits and also gravy in the morning. And we had biscuits and gravy every morning. She would need those from scratch. And can you imagine the number of eggs and uh, number of biscuits that you had for 10 people? And she did that every morning and cooked three meals a day. And so uh, I remember one evening I was milking and Don was dating uh, Nancy, Nancy Campbell. And, of course, Nancy was the daughter of the big furniture tycoon, Morris Campbell. And Don had just gotten back from the Air Force, and he was all slicked up in his khaki pants. And he came down, and uh, while I was milking, I would wet milk. I would dip my fingers into the uh, foam of the milk, and I would that made the teeth slip. And, you know, you could milk real fast that way. And so, of course, in the splashing and everything, I got some milk around the crotch of my pants there, and I was sitting there milking and ignoring them, and he was showing this city girl around the farm, and he said, and here's Joe, and he said, of course, uh, he sat there and wet in his pants, and she goes, tee-hee, tee-hee, tee-hee. Well, I took the cow's teat and squeezed the top of it and made a squirt gun out of it, and I just drew a circle on his pants, right on his crunch, on his pants, and they were getting ready to go to the drive-in. He had to go up and <laughs> change and wash off and everything else. About two weeks later, he we were down near the pig pen, and I was working and feeding the pigs, and he uh, was doing something else, and he said, you remember that squirting deal? And I said, yeah. He worked me over. He threw me in that pig pen mm. and wallowed me around, I mean, he really got even with me. I wish my dad was alive now because I would like to ask him that question. If he, growing up, uh, did the milking, uh, they always had milk cows because uh, I know that he used to carry one in each of his back pockets on the way to school, and he delivered that to people 
who wanted milk from the farm. And so he walked to school, and on the way, he would deliver his two bottles of milk <clears throat> and come back. But I know my dad, one of the happiest times was when he finally decided that he was not going to milk anymore. Uh, and I was um, probably five, six years old, something like that, because you always had to be home. Uh, and we like to go and show our horses, and you couldn't be back. And if you weren't back and you didn't milk that cow, then pretty soon you were having trouble. So I remember um, we used to buy baby calves, and uh, which then became kind of my job, not a thorough job, but whenever I wanted to do it, mm-hmm. uh, go out to the barn and hold those buckets with the little teat on the end mm-hmm. and... Uh, Oh, they would just come running, and they just so we fed them that way till they got big enough to mm-hmm. eat. And uh, but my dad was great with uh, a teat, also at good aim. Um, he had a cat. He always liked his cats to be. You've heard this story. Always liked cats to be in the uh, barn because they would keep the mice away and keep everything under control like that. So there was a black and white cat and. Big, beautiful cat. And he squirted it one time on its mouth. And man, that cat licked that. So he got to where the cat would sit up on a little ledge right behind the cow, about three or three feet. And my dad would put two uh, pulls of milk in the bucket. And then the second one, he'd aim at that cat. And he got to where he'd practice aiming at that cat. Well, the cat just overnight man got that rhythm of it was every other time and before long the cat would be standing up on its hind legs leaning against the back of the barn with its mouth open (laughs) so my dad would just go one two and shoot one to the cat one two and shoot one to the cat and that was the funniest thing that I used to watch so that's the reason you want me to get a cat (laughs) well I don't like cats, I think because they are so independent. Mm. They don't give a rip about you, you know. Uh, they're just, they're, but they are hilarious. Uh, especially if you put paper booties on mm-hmm. a cat. We have done some things like that, yes. And uh, because they don't like to walk on them and they try to shake them off. And I meant you can almost uh, kill yourself laughing mm-hmm. at a cat. Also, if you have young kids and they find a little kitten that you have at your house and you're also having a party where you're blowing up balloons with, uh, what do you call that, gas in that? Helium. Helium. And you're expecting a lot of people to an outdoor event at your house and you look up outside and you see a cat floating by your window (laughs) and that's what our kids (laughs) did one night at a political event was they were supposed to be blowing up balloons and they were but they begin to tie them on this poor little cat (laughs) and it's just four legs were just dangling and just and I think the funny part was that they never got it up too high but it's like holding a cat or a dog over a pool of a uh, swimming pool. You don't have their legs. Yeah. yeah, that's what it was doing, like he was flying through the air. Yeah. You know, you can't drop a cat on its back. 
you hold a cat upside down by its four legs, and even if it's six inches off the floor and drop it, they'll twist really? around. Yeah, you, it's just impossible to drop a cat on its back. And so evidently you tried that. <laughs> oh, we've tried everything. You know, we had, we had uh, cats all over the... Uh, just like you, uh, we used them to... Uh, work around the barn and everything to catch mice, and mm-hmm. you know I never did see them with a mouse. No, <laughs> they, no. They, I think they were freeloaders. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's uh, Saturday. We need to do some moving here. Yes, uh, we do. Got got anything uh, that you want to do today that's uh, sparkling? Sparkling? Uh, no, not today. Just uh, cooting around the house, getting ready for our company that's coming. It's not next week, is it? That's nope. good, good. I got another week. Uh, between now and that, in the next week, it'll be a mess again. So it <laughs> doesn't make any difference. But yeah, trying to get everything done, not only because we're having company, but because right after that, wedding season starts with a bang. Mm-hmm. And so your weekends are pretty well shot, along with most of the days during the week. I'll check in with you later. Okie dokie. Love you, Sugar Plum. Love you, hon. Bye. Let's have a glass of milk and uh, sing goodbye. Mm, okay. I'd have to put some Nestle's Quick in it. <laughs> or get you some chocolate milk like Kelly. Oh, yeah. That'd be good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bye-bye. Get you a cat. Bye-bye. <laughs> Let me change something. Say bye-bye.